welcome to the Apex Church Podcast. Thanks for listening and we hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to check out our website at www.apexchurch.org.uk and let us know you've been listening. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. I am so excited to be with you and to share this message that God has put on my heart. Pastor Daniel last week started our new sermon series on the whole thought of reaching out or looking out. It's based on that scripture we find in John chapter 4 verse 35 when Jesus speaking to his disciples says these incredible words. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, Open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. It's very clear to me that God is always working on something and God is always working on us. I believe that he's continually working on us so that he can work through us. Why? You and I, as man, we are God's masterpiece. Remember in the garden there when The Bible tells us that God created man out of the dust of the earth and he he breathed the breath of life and man became a living being. We know that Satan came and through that sin entered into the world when uh, they ate of that fruit. But thank God for the new Adam, Jesus Christ, that came to redeem us and set us free. And I believe truly that God wants to use every one of us for his purpose and for his plan. In Matthew 5, verse 14 to 16, and I love this, and this is where I want to speak from today, we read these words. You are the light of the world. Listen to that. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. One of the translations puts it this way. Let your light so shine before men. I believe that because God works to work through you, he continually works in you. And one of the things we've constantly got to do is make sure as Christians, as we navigate through life in the different seasons, we have got to make sure that we keep the light shining brightly. To be effective looking out, we first need to look within. That's why Luke 5 verse 36 to 38 is so helpful in this context. When Jesus speaking tells this parable, he says this words, No one tears a piece out of a new garment to patch an old one. Otherwise, they will have torn the new garment. That makes sense. And the patch from the new will not match the old. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. God wants and continually wants and desires to give me and you a new heart, a new spirit, a new attitude, a new vision, and a new sense of purpose. And guess what? God renews that regularly. Remember the story of what happened at the cross 
We look back to the cross and we are reminded that God's Son, Jesus Christ, gave Himself freely. The Bible says, He who knew no sin became sin so that you and I could come into a relationship with Him. The Bible says that when we become Christians, we are new creations. We look back to the cross at what happened, but we look forward to this new life in Christ Jesus. A transformation takes place, not only in regard to spirit, but in regard to our attitude and in regard to our behaviors, and certainly in regard to our values. The Bible says, Paul writing to the church at Corinth says, and such were some of you, referring to old lifestyles and old way of living and, and the things that we used to do. But when you become a Christian, when you are a new creation, something takes place. And there should be a change in our lifestyle. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not talking about religion right now. I'm talking about Christian lifestyle. Because I believe that when we're followers of Christ, we abide to His Word and we follow His ways. And every one of us continually, daily, we're being the Bible uses the word sanctified. And that is an ongoing process of becoming more like Christ, adhering to His ways, and living according to His Word. And I truly believe that we've got to live in this thought of that everything is becoming new. I believe that there's more ahead of us than behind us, regardless of your age. I believe that God has more for you to do. I believe that God has more purpose. I still believe that there are more opportunities to come our way. I want more vision, not just memories. I believe that God is still on the move, and He's still on the move within me. And I want more of God. I want to encourage you, never sacrifice your future on the altar of your past. Oh, I think it's good to look back and, and be reminded of, of the incredible things that have taken place. And God's Word tells us the children of Israel were continually reminded to remember what God has done. But don't only look back at what God has done. I believe as we're looking out, we've got to look forward to what God is going to do. And not only out there, what God is going to do within our heart and soul. So how do we keep the light on. Well, that's why I read Luke 5, 36 to 38, because we read there that the, the old garment and the new patch, they, they don't match. You can't just sew it together. It just won't work. And what happens is you'll ruin the new garment, and the old garment still won't be of any use. And what about the old wineskins and the, the new wineskins? Well, well, wine is continually fermenting. There's life in it. But an old wineskin you know, it's inflexible. It's, it's not supple. There, there's no movement. So if you put the new wine into that, this is what the Bible's saying. If you put the new wine into an old wineskin, it will burst. Why? Because the old wineskin doesn't have the capacity anymore for movement or change. And the Scripture teaches us as Christians about the importance of embracing new things. It's how to stretch, how to increase, how to expand our life, how to be looking for more in God so that we don't miss the new. Some of us miss it because we become inflexible, we, we're rigid, we're, we're caught up in the past, we, we, we looked at what God did yesterday, not seeing what God can do today. And some of us have become like 
old wineskins. And Jesus, of course, he was speaking to the religious of the day, was saying, listen, I'm doing a new thing. But you guys, you, you've got to move from this rigid way of thinking and, and mindset and embrace what God is saying today. Some don't stretch anymore. Let it not be said about us. And we sometimes think that this is just referring to the, the older generation. Well, I'm not sure because someone passed me the other day and, and someone was with me and I, I just patted them and I said, wow, that's some crazy hairstyle, isn't it? <laughs> hey, at least they had hair, something I'm struggling with now. But it's amazing that we sometimes look at trends nowadays, hairstyles nowadays. Uh, I was listening to some music and, and it was so loud and it was thumping and, and I thought, I'm beginning to sound like my dad. <laughs> Am I now part of that older generation that is criticizing the, the younger generation? Oh, that's too loud. Turn it down. Wow, what a crazy hairstyle. But listen, we have to make a choice. If we want to reach out to our community, let's not be people that are continually pointing the finger. Let's be people that are embracing what God wants to do in this current generation. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not talking about any sense of compromise right now. But let's be honest. We all have preferred styles and, and preferences that actually, if we're not careful, that anyone that is operating out with what we like, we see as being different. We don't like this, and we don't like that, and, and we begin to criticize so many things. And, and then perhaps we wonder why we don't have any influence on the now generation. I want to stay fresh. I want to stay fresh for the people in my world. I want to stay fresh for my community. I want to be a new wineskin. I want to have longevity in the purposes of God. And by the way, this has nothing to do with age or education and everything to do with our attitude. That's why the psalmist said these beautiful words, renew a right spirit within me. In other words, help me to maintain a pure heart. My attitude, your attitude, we must decide we will do whatever it takes to stay engaged in what is happening now. So how do we keep the lights on? Well, Matthew 8, 3 tells us these words, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. When we were converted, we were born again, and the Bible says we became like children. Now listen, not childish, but childlike. I, I love that. Greatness in the kingdom is simplicity. It's got all to do with adaptability. Have you noticed something? Children, they, they learn quickly. <laughs> Maybe you have kids. They can embrace new things. They've little yesterdays. They've many tomorrows. Oh, and their imagination. Wow. You know, little girls have a vision to be a, a princess and a, and a mermaid. And, and the boys, they want to be firemen and, and cowboys, etc., etc. And it's all in the same time. It's all in the same day. They can disappear into the room and come out in a cowboy outfit and, and disappear back into the room and they come out in something totally different. Why? Because their imagination is flourishing. Their vision is limitless. You notice this with kids. It's never about what they can do. They think they can conquer the world. But as adults, here's what's happened. As we grow, as we navigate life, we experience failures. We experience put-downs. We're told we can't do this and we can't do that. 
And you know what? We start to confine to the box and operate according to the opinions that people have. And, and we begin to think, I'm a failure. I'll just get by. Life's a struggle. As Christians, we'll just keep going until Jesus comes. No, my friend. Let's get that childlike faith again. As we believe in reaching out, we are going to reach in. <laughs> How many of you, come on, be honest with me. We, we play the air guitar when no one's around and there's a good catchy tune on. And we sing away to ourselves. But immediately when we're in company, we lose that life and that freedom because we're mature and we're adults. What happened to us? When we were children with dreams and with visions and, and we looked to the future, but maybe you're listening to me and you've stopped dreaming. And here's the word of the Lord. It's time to dream again. What's happened? We've allowed failures, struggles to dominate life, to define us. And many of us are making a living instead of making a life. <laughs> have you ever noticed with little children? You know, now if I have a problem with my iPad or a, an iPhone, I, I just ask someone young. They can get into it immediately. <laughs> I was looking at one of the toddlers in church the other day, just a wee toot, and they had the phone in their hand and they're working the games. And, and I'm thinking, my goodness, they can't even spell yet. But look at the way they can get around that iPhone. Wouldn't it be great if we looked in and says, God, ah, to keep the light on, I need to get back again that childlike faith that anything is possible and God, that you can use me. How do we keep the lights on? We keep the lights on by being consistent and faithful. I know there are times in life that are difficult, that we navigate, that we have to go through. I know there are days that are not as exciting and others... I coined a phrase, you know, between now and wow, there's a lot of average. And we sometimes think that every day is a red letter day or, or every day has got to be fantastic. No, I'll tell you how you keep the light on. Just by being consistent and keep on and keep on going. Paul writing to the Corinthian church said these words, therefore we do not lose heart. In other words, we don't give up. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. That's that word again, renewed. New vision, new desires, new dreams. It's, it's maybe an average day on the outside, but inside God is doing something fresh because God doesn't want us to be stale. What are your goals for 2023? What needs to change? What's new about you? The Bible says that God's mercies are new every morning. And that's why we've got to walk with God and spend time with God. The Bible says Enoch walked with God. And Noah walked with God. And you and I, we can walk with God. Because when you walk with God, God will light the flame within our hearts. If, you, if we get into his presence and get close to him, something incredible happens. You may be feeling down, but get into the presence of God. You may have felt you've lost vision and desire and passion. Get into the presence of God and you'll discover that that will be stirred up again within you. Everything has seasons. Renewal is at the very part of healthy life. Your skin, your fingernails, <laughs> some of our hair, it continually grows. It's part of healthy life. Plants, 
go to sleep in winter, most of them, not all of them, and then come alive in summer, they have a, a resurrection. Why? It's part of their life cycle. And the Bible tells us, work six days, rest on the seventh. Be renewed on the seventh. That's the law of God's kingdom. Everything that's healthy grows and goes through seasons of renewal. What happens if we, if we don't renew? What happens if we don't take that time to, to renew that inner man, that spirit man? I'll tell you what happens. We get tired and we get weak and we become miserable and we can become grumpy and you're only 30 <laughs> and, and we can't afford it and we can't do it and I'm too tired. I tell you what, we need to renew that inner man and remember we have more future than we have past there is a song to sing, and we can live each day as, this, as if it were our last. Why? Because we're saying, God, renew a right spirit within me and help me to re reach out by reaching in. How do we keep the lights on? How do we let our lights so shine before man? By remembering that life is about seasons. Embrace your season of life. To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. To every life, to every family, to every relationship, to every marriage, to every business, and yes, to every church, there, there are seasons that we go through. As a church, we go through a season of new things, and we have to be ready for the new thing that God is doing. And that helps us deal with the differences of the new style and the new sounds and the, the people that don't look, look like us or don't speak like us. That's okay, because God is bringing them into the kingdom. Remember in Acts chapter 2, when those early disciples came out of the upper room and they went onto the streets, and the Bible says that the people that were gathered from various different countries and, and different languages, but they heard these early disciples speak their language. What happened? The disciples, through the power of the Holy Spirit, spoke in such a way that the people around could understand. Now that could happen to us, but it's very unlikely that it will. But we can speak the language of the day by refreshing and renewing ourselves. Once again, not compromising, but not living in our past, but looking forward to our tomorrows. That's why you notice in most hot, hot countries, uh, certainly doesn't happen here, you know, in most hot countries you can have winter clothes and, and summer clothes here in Scotland <laughs> you can wear the same clothes all year round it makes no difference but when I used to go and, and visit with family out in the States and it would be summer I would never take a big thick cardigan like this I would never take a heavy jacket and never had to take a pair of gloves why it was a different season across there and as a local church and as an individual if you're going to reach out let's recognize the season that we're in that's why some of you are in a season of young kids. Embrace that season. That's why some of you, now your kids are grown and they're up in school and you have a bit more free time to do things. Embrace the season. For some of you, you may be at the season of empty nesters. Embrace the season because I promise you, they're coming back. But make the most. If we are going to reach out, then reach in and let's be renewed and let's have that zest for life. In 2023, let's believe for new people, new challenges, new opportunities. Let's get ready. You, you know, the Bible says, 
resist the devil and he will flee from you. The Bible says resist the devil. It doesn't say resist change. Resist the devil. For those of you that have been in church life long enough, perhaps you'll remember the, the old projector with the acetates down the front that, that someone had to change every time we went to a different verse or a different song and flip it on. And do you know that in Christian circles, there were some people that were opposed to projectors coming in and acetates coming into the church. And of course, we've moved on from all that now, haven't we? It's a different season. It's not something we need to fight. It's something that we can embrace. Let's not be known for what we're against. Let's be known for what we're for. It's not a ministry or calling to be a resistor. How do we keep the light on? By renewing the old man and the new man in knowledge. You know, the key to renewal is knowledge. It's the mind. It's so important if we can, if we can grasp this. The Bible says, set your mind on things above. Not, I'm not talking about your heads in the clouds, but recognizing that we are heaven, we're going to heaven, and God, the Lord Jesus, he sits on that throne. He's at the right hand of the Father. And that he, through his word, he's instructing us and helping us to live on this earth with a heavenly mindset. What does it mean? Simple. Whatever we're doing, do so with a godly perspective or attitude. If we're going to represent Jesus, if you and I are going to be ambassadors of God's kingdom, then let's not be negative or, or limiting or, or small-minded. Why? Because we're putting on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Listen, it's not only thinking of where I was, but where I'm going. It's not the last harvest, but it's the next harvest. I was praying this morning, and I was praying over my family and my home, and I was praying over myself, and I prayed these words. Lord, I believe that I'm getting bigger, I'm getting stronger. Through your help, I am becoming more Christ-like. Why? Because I am being renewed as I put on the new man. If we put on the new man, if we're renewing our mind, it simply means that we have Christ-like and new thoughts. The old man says... I can't. <laughs> I have no hope. The new man, according to God's word, says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The old man says, I don't feel good. It's not looking good. I just can't see it. The new man says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Are you putting on the old man or are you putting on the new man? The old man says, I'm so tired, I'm not going to make it, I'm going to give up. The new man says he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. Why? Because those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. The old man says, well, everybody's against me. No one likes me. The new man says, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. My friend. That's what it means to renew your mind. To not talk like the world, think like the world, or act like the world. Why? Because you've been renewed in knowledge. As Christians, our thinking and our talking should be different. Why? Because that new man, 
that which is formed in the image of Christ is being renewed daily. If you want the right harvest, you've got to plant the right seed. And I remind you, Matthew 5 says these words, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. My Christian friend, if we want to reach out, we've got to look in. And as we look in, we must let our light so shine before men that they glorify God. Well, I spoke a lot at the beginning there about being a new creation, about what it means to have gone to that cross and understood what Christ has done for us. I mentioned that he's forgiven us, that he wants us to be part of the family of God, that he welcomes us in spite of our mistakes, and he helps us, I mentioned it, didn't I? He helps us to become more like him. You can't do it on your own. That's why he helps us. He gives us his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And you're listening to my, my voice. You're, you've listened to me talk today and you've said, Neil, there are so many things that resonate. And perhaps even as I've been speaking, you've been, you've been looking in and, and you recognize that the, there are areas or, or perhaps you're a Christian and you're going, Neil, you're right, I've become stale. <laughs> you're right, there's nothing fresh about me. You're right, I've, I've let myself get down in the doldrums. I, I need to shake myself and I need to be reminded as I have reminded you, of what God has done for us. And he's saying, hey, come on, you can make it. You can do it. But change that mindset, change that attitude. Firstly, I want to pray for people that have never asked Christ into their heart. You've never asked them to be Lord or Savior. You've never asked them to be your master. Or perhaps you know that your life is not right before God and you want to make a commitment to him. I'm going to pray right now. And if that's you, pray with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner, but I thank you that you are my Savior. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord. And from this day forward, I will serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, why don't you put in the comments there, I said yes, and someone will be in touch with you. How exciting it is for us to engage with you and help you walk in your Christian journey. But I also want to pray if, if you are a Christian, but you're honest enough to say, Neil, I've lost it somewhere. And you haven't lost your salvation, but you've lost your spark, you've lost your zeal. The, this thought of reaching out is the last thing in your mind. But I've encouraged you to reach in. And by reaching in, you've allowed God to put his spotlight on your life and you know that something is missing. You need to renew that right spirit within you. You need to come alive again. You perhaps have become negative and, and the mindset is, I can't. You've perhaps been operating in the old man instead of the new man. Well, I'm going to pray for you right now. Lord Jesus, I believe that there are people listening to me. They needed to hear this talk today. They have allowed the cares of this world and the challenges of life to rob them of the blessing that you have for them. 
But my prayer is that from this moment on, something is going to change. Something's going to change within them. It's going to change in the atmosphere around them. And because they have made a choice to reach in, now they're going to be more effective to reach out. In Jesus' name, amen. My friend, let your light so shine before men that they may see and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. And may you be blessed today in Jesus' name.